1: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker, sponsored by Michael Flooring, the Flooring Experts, MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX.
2: And welcome to Overnight America. All right, well. Wow. It's an interesting night. I'm just glad that the Cardinals got a win. A 12 to 5 win is pretty nice. It's nice to see that, but it's a little bit heartbreaking as a Cardinals fan, knowing that I am not a lifelong Cardinals fan, knowing that mostly likely you are a lifelong Cardinals fan. You see that, oh, they can score 12 nights, one run, and then one night, and then they'll come back and they can't score at all. And you think, oh, what is going on? It's a roller coaster ride of a season but take the 12 runs while you can a lot going on tonight and i I first wanted to spend this hour talking about the trial that's going on in minneapolis we haven't spoken a lot about it here on the show derek chauvin wrapped up and today started the deliberations for the jury which wrapped up at about eight o'clock tonight with uh, nothing to report but there's a few other things that are going on around it maxine waters comments over the weekend are getting a lot of people talking and Minneapolis continues to brace for violence. I've reached out to some of my broadcast friends in Minneapolis, and they are uh, not looking forward to what happens either way when it comes to this verdict. And whenever that happens, I'm sure it'll be a a big topic because there could be a lot of uh, unrest that goes along with it, incited by Maxine Waters, who had a comment over the weekend. So I wanted to uh, open this up a little bit this hour. If you want to talk about this trial in Minneapolis with Derek Chauvin, 314 436 7900 we are live tonight up until about one o'clock and we have some great guests scheduled including our friend rich Rabino, which we'll do next hour and then stephen levy is the author of a book called facebook the inside story we spend some time talking to him about facebook's his conversations with the people that work there and also his conversations with mark zuckerberg himself so he's going to join us later in the hour too. No, oh, Well, next couple hours, I should say. So if you want to call in and you want to get in, you can. So this was the big thing. We're, we're watching Minneapolis. We didn't exactly know what would happen after Representative Maxine Waters, you Noah know, St. Louis native, but now is a Democratic representative out of California. Was in the Twin Cities and was saying uh, the protesters need to get more confrontational if the verdict doesn't come back the way she wants it to come back, which is extremely dangerous. And I think that has uh, pretty much got a big uh, thumbs down from everyone except the White House, who doesn't seem to want to speak ill of Maxine Waters, nor Nancy Pelosi, who does not want to speak ill of Maxine Waters. So what we could do is just play Maxine's comments so you can hear it. She said a lot. I mean, she was out there protesting or, you know, at least getting her name out there, getting her uh, FaceTime in when it comes to the people that were protesting to show that she's on their side. Now, keep in mind, she represents California, but now she's in Minneapolis and she's out there outside of this trial trying to uh, become one with the protester. One would also argue that if you were to look at that, um, that's absolutely her going out there in trying to make this a publicity stunt. She does not represent Minneapolis, nor does she represent that area. Why in the world would she be out there trying to comment on this case? And even the comments that she made on the case goes to show you that she might not know everything about the case. In fact, someone that's a novice on this who hasn't been watching it day in and day out, who has been reading updates but not watching it like it's a court TV OJ Simpson trial or anything like that, knew a a couple of things that I don't think she knew. So let me play the original comments so you can hear them in context. And you tell me if this was enough, do you think, to taint this case? We're
3: looking for a guilty verdict. We're looking for a guilty verdict. And we're looking to see if all of the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does not happen, then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that is guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we we cannot go
2: away. So I'll play the, that's the first half of the comments, fight for justice. You look at that and say, Okay. Uh, you know, the question is calling for justice. Normally, what you would say if you're a representative or whatever, you would say that you are, depending on the legal system to do its job, you're waiting for whatever, justice in here. And keep in mind, too, this is a highly, highly debated, highly hot case because people wonder what's where on the scale all of this lies. I think a lot of people look at this and say, Chauvin, is responsible for something. He definitely did not act in the most appropriate way. But you can look at the evidence and say is it call for murder, okay? Now keep in mind what she has uh, what uh, Derek Chauvin has been charged with second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. So those are the charges against him in this case. Second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. So when she's calling for first degree murder, be guilty on first, that's not even on the table, which is part of the rants and things she did on the streets, made it pretty clear. He needs to be found guilty of first degree murder. If that's not even what the charge is number one but let's see what she says after this and this is what's getting a lot of people talking
4: and not just manslaughter right i mean
3: oh no not manslaughter no 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 this is this is guilty for murder i don't know whether it's in the first degree but as far as i'm concerned it's first degree. Congresswoman, what happens if we do not go get what you just told what should the people do what should protesters on the street do i didn't hear you
4: what happens
3: what should protesters do well, we, we got to stay on the street uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they, th- they know that we need business.
2: All right. So let's uh, let's be honest with this in the way that she's talking right now to say be more confrontational. Do you believe that if you are living in Minneapolis right now, you want protests to become confrontational with police If you're living in Minneapolis, do you want protests to be confrontational to the businesses, to the bystanders, to the people trying to drive, whatever it is? Do you want them to be more confrontational? There is peaceful protesting. And to say that confrontational in the context of if this isn't a guilty verdict, we need to go out there and be confrontational. I don't know if that falls into line with peaceful protesting. And let's point out, too, very quickly, when on January 6th, there was a rally where Donald Trump said, you need to peacefully assemble. We want to hear our voices be heard and peacefully assemble. People said he was inciting violence. If what Maxine Waters said here today, if you wanted to use that as the threshold, do you believe that is incitement of violence? And do you believe that if, let's say, there is a not guilty or whatever it is, do you believe that? when ultimately something bad happens on the streets of Minneapolis, Maxine Waters will be held accountable for that? Or should she be? That's a big question. And that was actually debated at the trial today. I do want to take some of your comments on this because a lot of people are looking at this in many different ways. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Even the lawyers as part of the case brought it up today and the judge had to comment on it because of just how crazy things have gotten. So what I'm going to do is take a break. We'll take a look at your weather coming up. Not looking forward to bringing you the weather. And then what was said today at the trial at the end, the lawyers each had their perspective. And then the judge weighed in if this constitutes a mistrial and where that could lead to. We'll talk about that in your calls On Overnight America, KMOX. Get the inside story on
1: what's happening with your St. Louis Cardinals this season directly from the Redbirds manager. It's the Mike Schilt Show. Sunday mornings at 1015. Sponsored by Bath Fitter. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. KMOX.
2: So here we are in Overnight America. And I was looking at some of the different stories. So about six hours or so, the jury in the Derek Chauvin case deliberated. And about eight o'clock tonight, they said, I think it's uh, time to go home. So nearly six hours of, oh, excuse me, six hours of closing arguments on Monday. And a couple of the alternative jurors were dismissed. Seven women, five men are now deliberating what is the case or what is the charges uh, and if it's guilty or not guilty and the charges are second degree unintentional murder third degree murder and second degree manslaughter against Derek Chauvin which happened uh, the death of George Floyd that's the big case everyone's talking about so eight o'clock the uh, jury said we need to go back to the hotel rooms and take a break because this is a lot to think about And it's going to be hard not to become tainted with all of the different coverage. I don't know if that would be almost a welcome point for some people. And I don't mean to make light of this, but with the amount of news that we consume, and the amount of times that we say to ourselves, I really need a break from it, but you never find a break from it to get called to a high profile case where you're not allowed to watch the news and you're not allowed to be on social media and all of these things. To, so you don't taint your view on this case or get outside opinions. You're only looking at what is the evidence presented in front of you to go back and say, I, I can't do anything else. I mean, basically what you get to watch Turner classic movies and that's about it the channels that won't have any news coverage, almost seems like a vacation in many ways. Not that I would want to be pulled away for a big case. Not that I even think I would be allowed to. If they were to say, Ryan Recker, we need you to be part of this big case, downtown St. Louis, it's a giant case. And if I get there and the judge is looking at it and says, you have any reason not to be part of this? If I stand up and say, you know, I'm part of the media, I'm on KMOX, I do a talk show and I'll absolutely talk about this. Because there's no way I can't. They'll say, dismissed, most likely. Most likely. So not that I would be part of it. But I have done jury duty before. In fact, I've been called multiple times. I've only actually been as part of a jury once. It is a positive experience. It was actually before I found a job in radio. It was when I was out of college, but before my first full-time job. And I thought, this is great. Get it out of the way now. Don't have to worry about it. I've been called before where I've had to sit in a room for hours. And eventually someone comes out and says, the case has been dismissed. You can go home now. Go uh, get your paper signed if you need it for your employment. That was about it. And then you get called again and you say, now, wait a minute. Come on now. But I kind of went on a sidetrack there, which I probably shouldn't go on too many sidetracks with this topic. So right before the break, I played Maxine Waters comments over the weekend. A lot of people are looking at it and they're saying to themselves, this is not good to say that you're going to go into a town, Minneapolis, talk about this case, telling people to get confrontational after after protesters burnt buildings down, attacked police officers, attacked other people, um, went out and created a ton of damage, a lot of havoc. These are the things that she's advocating for right now. This is what people look at is what Maxine Waters said as be confrontational. I guess you could interpret it the way you want to interpret it, but that's the way people are looking at it, because that's what the track record is. Here's what's happened in Minneapolis. Here's what you're advocating for. You're saying it on the streets of Minneapolis to say if you don't get the result that you want, not that justice is separate from what your opinion is, meaning that the presentation of the case, the presentation of the facts, what the jury decides to say, what they decide to look at, all of that doesn't matter Maxine Waters is the judge in this case. And if she's out there saying that people need to get confrontational, I believe she's saying violent. I don't, she needs to be really careful after what we've seen here. Now, they impeach Donald Trump, at least uh, Nancy Pelosi said, of this type of language. She knows better. She should know better. In, in fact, she, I think she said worse than what Donald Trump said. And the fact that Donald Trump said peacefully assemble Go out there and let your voice be heard and be peaceful. And then he even went later said, go home, go home. I don't think Maxine Waters, after the burning things down in Minneapolis last time, told the protesters to go home. In fact, when it happens again, because ultimately it probably will, what do you think is going to happen? Do You think she's going to say go home? No. She's telling them to be confrontational. This is bad news. So that's the clip from uh, Maxine Waters, and then the lawyers went back and forth today during the trial, and this is what she said.
4: It is such a modern uh, comparison. I mean, it's such a modern problem to have where literally I walked from this courtroom into the courtroom where I've been permitted to, to stay. During the course of this trial, I've received literally thousands and thousands and thousands of emails. Um, So much so that I don't even look at that particular email anymore. So, um, but my phone gives me alerts on things that just happened. I mean, you can't avoid it. And it is so pervasive that it is, I just don't know how this jury, it can really be said to be that they are free from the taint of this. Um, And now that we have U.S. representatives, uh, threatening acts of of, uh, of violence in relation to the specific case. Uh, it's, it's
5: mind-boggling to me, Judge. Well, I'll give you that Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned, but what's the state's position?
2: All right, so this is what the judge says. This is the first comment as the transition between the two sides. You just heard from the defense of the Chauvin case. Now you're gonna hear the prosecution side saying they may have given you something on appeal. That's if the jury comes back and finds uh, guilty, which, you know, I really don't know how this is going to go. It could be 50-50. It could be very difficult to get all of the jurors to one side or one side or the other. So it, it just couldn't come down to that. So let's say that all the jurors come back and say guilty on one of the cases, one of the charges of the three. Okay? What if the lawyers say, well, we believe that, the reason why this one came back guilty and the rest not guilty or the rest came back, uh, you know, hung jury is because of the comments that have incitement of violence. And they were afraid what would happen if they didn't come back and say a guilty on one of them and fill in the blank. That could lead for a very strong appeal case. And maybe we'll have to talk to Brad Young about this sometime in the near future. I don't know how hard it is to get an appeal based on these uh, comments coming back looking at it as the case of a mistrial, but that was what could have been argued here. In fact, the judge even weighs in. But first, before I play the judge's comments, we're going to play what the prosecution brought up.
0: The state's position, first and foremost, and this is a concern I raised at the beginning uh, of the proceedings You know, while it's a jury selection, is that we can't uh, allow uh, statements like this, vague statements, to be considered a part of the record on appeal. If there's a specific statement that a specific U.S. representative made, uh, then there needs to be some sort of formal offer of proof with the exact quotes of the exact statement or some kind of a declaration. And I'm sure uh, Mr. Nelson can do that if he thinks that that's something that's appropriate. Uh, I don't know that uh, this particular representative made a specified threat of violence. I don't know what the context of the statement is. I also don't know what television shows um, uh, Mr. Nelson is referring to in terms of any of this and so I just don't think that we can muddy the record with vague allegations as to things that have happened without you no know, very specific evidence uh, that's being offered before the court.
2: Okay, so the prosecution is saying, well because the defense didn't actually bring up something specific, we really can't uh, we can't defend or whatever. So I think that they went back and forth a little bit after that. So the defense said it would be very easy for me to amend this. What came to light after the fact, after these uh, closing arguments uh, and now these clips from over the weekend and here's the response. This is very much in line with it. So we can amend this. We can add it to the record. I really don't know how that process works, to tell you the truth. But they did, that's what they said after. And then the judge came in and makes a decision if this constitutes a mistrial.
5: I'm aware of the media reports. I'm aware that Congresswoman Waters was talking specifically about this trial and about the unacceptability of uh, anything less than a murder conviction and talk about being confrontational. But you can submit the press articles about that. This goes back to what I've been saying from the beginning. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case, especially in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law and to the judicial branch in our function.
2: Yeah, I like how he raises his voice here. Listen, I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case. I like it too. <laughs> I wish elected officials would just stop talking in general.
5: I wish elected officials would stop
2: talking about this case. I like the inflection, too. You can tell the frustration of it all. But knowing that you're taking on a high-profile case, it would be nearly impossible to not get people to talk about it. I think if they want to
5: give their opinions, they should do so in a respectful and in a manner that is consistent with their oath to the Constitution to respect a co-equal branch of government.
2: I don't think Maxine Waters respects... The co equal branches of government. In fact, when she's out there calling for justice and justice equals guilty plea or guilty, uh, the jurors come back and say he's guilty of these three charges or whatever, I don't think she really respects that justice is the court system. That is, there's a branch that deals with justice. With the courts, they're going to be able to take the sides, take the facts put it in front of a group of their peers and then make a determination. That's how the justice system works. To her, that's not how it works. The justice system is what she wants it to be. So her threshold is I get to decide what I want and if it's not what I want, then go ahead and commit acts of violence. Go ahead and get confrontational, get onto the streets and burn buildings down because we're upset about the way this went out, because I'm the one that's the arbitrator, arbitrator of truth and justice. And that's dangerous. And that's not the way it's meant to be. And that's what I think she believes should happen here. The fact that she's on the streets of Minneapolis when she represents California goes to show you this is a good press Availability for her. It's good for her uh, reelection campaigns or whatever it is. Here I am, uh, you know, civil rights leader Maxine Waters on the streets of Minneapolis calling for violence. This is no good. All right, let's go to Dane, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America.
6: Well, oh, good evening, Mr. Rector. How are you doing this evening?
2: Good, very good.
6: I have to agree with you. This lady, all she's doing it, when she says confrontational, That brings to me back to, you know, burning and looting and tearing up police cars, burning them, and just doing all kinds of destruction that I don't think, you know, who made her judge and jury on on this case.
2: Yeah. And keep in mind, and, this, too, is the stance of a lot of the anchors on CNN. And I'm just going to pull out Chris Cuomo, for example, who says when talking about protests, who says they have to be peaceful? He goes on the air and he said, who says protests need to be peaceful? And that's the mindset. The mindset is if we're upset about something, it gives us justification to commit acts of violence. This is uh, very dangerous and they're never held accountable for this type of talk.
6: Well, you know, if, if all of us were... If, all, if all of us did, you know, did that when we got upset, then you know, that doesn't make us any better than the protesters. Mm-hmm. So, but I had to call in on that because you know, this lady represents my represents California where I was born. Mm. Thank God I got out of there <laughs> and moved to Texas. And you know, if I was in California, that lady does not support my idea of uh, justice. I'm sorry, but. Mm-hmm. She just needs to go back to California where she belongs and stay the heck out of Minnesota.
2: A case that is hyper local to Minneapolis, but does have effects across the country. If anything, she could be talking to her local uh, city or constituents that are there in saying that we need to make sure that, uh, you know, we stay we stay too uh, peaceful out here, you know, because I know everywhere is going to brace for this. Look what happened afterwards. We even saw protests protest here in St. Louis. A lot of places, major cities saw day long or multi day long protests. So, uh, Dane, thank you very much for your call. If anything, you need to be really paying attention to the people that you represent in California as opposed to be on the streets inciting violence to the people that are there. And then what's going to happen after that? Like, you're going to be out on the streets after this verdict is read, and you're going to be in the middle of all this. Yeah, right, Maxine Waters. You're on your private jet back to California. Like, you really care about the people out there in Minneapolis right now. All the people that are living uh, all living downtown and wondering if their building's going to be set on fire. All the businesses wondering, I just got glass installed finally after they smashed it last year am i gonna to have to worry about getting looted again all the police officers that are going to go out there wondering if they're going to be the target of violence or shot or killed because the protesters were told to be confrontational are they going to worry that their precinct's going to be burnt down are the people that are working inside wondering if they're going to be able to keep their job after that business is disrupted and has to close the doors are the people living there worried that they're uh, police Department's going to be defunded again like they pulled and all of the homicides going through the roof like it has the past year. That's what Maxine Waters is out there for today. Then she's back on her plane to California and it's all, you know, she threw the grenade. Metaphorically speaking, she threw it and she's just waiting for the reaction. And she says, see you later. You're on your own. That's Maxine Waters. We'll take some of your calls coming up after the break. It's Overnight America KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored
1: by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com on the voice of St. Louis AMOX.
2: You know, I'm surprised by the amount of people that listen on 98.7 FM, which is cool. But at night, 1120 a.m. just booms across so many different states. It's always good to hear your voice. Uh, 314-436-7900 if you want to give us a call. Like Chris who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. What's well, happening, good man? Hello, hello. Hey, hey. just a quick thing. Do you heard from uh, Minister Mike lately? No. In fact, we've been trying to reach him multiple ways, but have not heard from him. So who knows? Maybe he just so happens to listen tonight. But it's been months, and we are worried. We hope he's doing okay.
6: Yeah, likewise, right? Hey, on Maxine Waters... I don't know why that old hag just doesn't go back to Northern <laughs> California, Northern California uh, Oakland. Why don't you go back and help help the people in your uh, district? I mean, she's she's just about as relevant as a Model T. I just, uh, you know, when you see you, you mentioned a private jet, the the has got plenty of money. How about you mm. schedule it? you and the Black Lives Matter lady with the four houses? Why don't you just go on a vacation together? I, I
2: just, well right off the gate, I, I, swing in with the insults.
6: <laughs> yeah, I all oh, I just, just people like that just they they don't they don't help the matter, Ryan. They No, they, they don't. They do nothing but uh in incite violence and you, we have nothing
2: but anarchy in this country right now and it, it needs to stop. Anarchy sympathists too. I mean, the ones that don't mind it because they believe you know, uh, someone lost their lives. So what's a uh, burning building when we're talking about people's lives? They the, the People out there going out of their way to justify these acts of violence. And people cheer when police officers are hurt as a result. It's pretty terrible. Uh, Chris, thank you very much for your call. We're going to take a break. We'll take a look at your news coming up. And tomorrow, big day in the city of St. Louis. It will be the day that Tashar Jones is sworn in as the mayor. We'll reflect on Mayor Lida Krusen. And Rich Rabino, author of American Politics on the Rocks, next hour on Overnight America KMOX.
0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network